Praise God. Uh, welcome everyone to the prayer experience today. It's a Thursday and we're looking at the weekend fast approaching. But thank you for joining us wherever you are. Please share this video. Let friends, family, colleagues uh, know that it is time to pray. We do appreciate uh, those of you who do that consistently, uh, expanding the network of this prayer ministry. Also subscribe to the Daily Talks media channel on YouTube and uh, doing so helps to expand the reach again of what God is doing on the prayer experience. If you're live, connect with us, leave a comment, leave a prayer request, leave a praise report. Let's know what God is doing in your life. And if today is your first time, why don't you leave a comment and let us know where you're praying from whether it's Australia, New Zealand, or wherever, we do appreciate you for doing that. We have the prayer experience hotline. It's available there for you to take advantage of it. Call that number, and there will be somebody at the end of the line willing to pray with you, or possibly just to chat with you about anything that will encourage you. Let's go into Thanksgiving. And the scripture we're going to use is Exodus chapter 15, and verse 11 in the New Living Translation. Who is like you among the gods, O Lord, glorious in holiness, awesome in splendor, performing great wonders. God is a God who performed great wonders. Look around you. See what the Lord has done. Do you know being alive today is a miracle? The fact that you got out of bed today that's a miracle. There are people who couldn't do that. And, uh, you know, we just want to thank God for every little blessing, every little uh, uh, increase, every little favor, anything at all. The fact that you could move your hands, move your legs, you can even be part of this prayer meeting online. What a blessing. God deserves to be praised. And wherever you are, indoor, outdoor, in your living room, in your kitchen, or you're in the office, you've taken time out for a break, let's give thanks to God for his greatness in our lives and everything he's doing in the lives of our family members, our friends, our spouses, our children, our nation, our local church. We want to thank you. We want to bless you, Lord. We just want to lift our hearts to you. We want to exalt you. We want to say, Lord, what a great God that you are. Yes, all the things that we want you provide, all the things that we desire that is good for us, you provide. You meet every need. The Bible says you open your hands and you satisfy the desires of all living. What a great God you are. Your word says if, if we who are humans know how to give good things to our children, how much more shall our heavenly father give good things to those that serve him? Lord, we just thank you. We just bless you. Our hearts are full of gratitude. I want to thank you, Lord, for the prayer experience community, people in uh, Canada, people in the um, America, people in the United Kingdom, in Europe, in Pakistan, India, 
uh, Indonesia, the Philippines, across Africa. I want to thank you for every single member of the Prayer Experience community and what you're doing in the lives of each and every one of us. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Let's look at the inspired word. The inspired word today. I want to talk about looking unto Jesus. You know, there's so much happening in our world today. And I felt inspired to bring this scripture to us. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. It says, look into Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endeared the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. There were a lot of things that Jesus, we just came out of the Easter season. There were a lot of things that Jesus had to go through. He suffered rejection of man. He suffered pain on the cross. He suffered being betrayed by a member of his own uh, team, Judas Iscariot, betraying Jesus. He suffered all kinds of uh, injustice. You know, uh, in Pilate's court, he was told that he was going to be crucified. But when he was tried, he was found innocent, yet he was crucified. You know, he injustice, rejection, pain, suffering, and all of those things. But guess what? You know, he kept his eyes on the goal. And the Bible says we should uh, see Jesus as our role model. We should consider Jesus, the things he went through. Yet he did not allow those things distract him from his purpose, from his mission. You know, as intercessors on this platform, there are so many things going on in our world. And sometimes it can be daunting. Sometimes it can be overwhelming. Even in your personal life, you're going through challenges. You're going through financial issues. You're going through uh, relationship issues. You're going through all kinds of stuff. And it is easy to allow that take our eyes off the main reason for which we live. We live to fulfill God's plan and purpose for our lives. Everything is secondary. What comes first is the call of God upon our lives, what we've been called to do, our assignment, the reason for which we live. And Jesus typified that in Luke chapter 19 and verse 10. Jesus said, the son of man came to seek and save the lost, irrespective of everything going on around him. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Sanhedrin, the religious rulers, and all that's happening around him. All of the distractions, people talking against him, and uh, you know the multitude at one time in John chapter six, they came to him and they said, "Do what you did yesterday. Give us some bread." And uh, he said, "If you don't eat my bread, my body, and drink of my blood, you cannot have life." And they said, "What are you talking about?" And the Bible says the multitude left him. He turned around, looked at his disciples, and said, "What are you waiting for?" And the disciples says, "To whom shall we go?" you alone have the words of eternal life. All of this was going on around Jesus, but he refused to be distracted. He kept his eyes on the goal, which is to save you and I from our sins. And what a blessing. On the cross, he got to that point where he knew everything is now accomplished. And he said, it is 
finished. It is finished. <laughs> Hallelujah. The work of redemption was at that point finished. The sacrifice that needed to be made, he was making it. And he said, it is finished. Gave up the ghost, died on the third day, rose up triumphantly. Today he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords and is seated at the right hand of God the Father because he kept his eyes on the goal. I want to challenge us. What is this? What is happening around us that wants to take our eyes off our life mission, our life purpose, and what God has destined for us? You know, many of us are like athletes in the 100 meters, 200 meters. We're running a race and we're looking at other competitors and looking at how they're running. We're looking at the crowd and we forget that we are meant to run a race. And everybody gets to the finishing line and we're still looking and considering everything around us. Let's have a moment of reflection and think about it. I want you to think about yourself and say, God, you've set a race for me to run. You've, you've set a mission for my life. You've set an assignment for me. I will not be distracted. I will not let anything take my eyes off the reason for which I am alive. I'm going to fulfill your purpose. I'm going to fulfill your plan. I will finish my course. I will finish my assignment. I will do everything you've asked me to do. Nothing, no one, nobody, <laughs> no circumstances, nothing will take my eyes off Jesus. Father, we want to pray for one another. We ask that you will help us. You will help the body of Christ worldwide. You will help the church. You will help us on the prayer experience platform. You will help us as individuals in our circumstances, our brothers and our sisters across the world. You will help us and give us a sense of mission, the sense of commitment, the sense of dedication to the reason for which we live. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Let's pray for the church. And I want us to pray that the church will make Jesus the center of everything that we do. Not tradition, not culture, not customs, not anything else. But Jesus be the center of everything that we do. Look at this scripture. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 18. The English Standard Version. And he is Jesus. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Look at what he says, that in everything, not in something, that in everything he might be preeminent. One translation says that in everything he may have the preeminence, that he might be the center. One translation says that he's first in everything we do. But you see, not just that he's first in everything we do, because sometimes we think being first is we do that first and we can do other things. No, first in everything and he's also part of every other thing we do. That's what preeminent means. He takes preeminence in everything that we do. Our programs, our events, our meetings, our gatherings, online, indoors, our you know <laughs> vision, whatever we pursue. Let Jesus be in the center of everything that we do. Can we pray that for the church, the body of Christ? Pray that right now 
that Jesus will not be taken out from the church. Jesus will remain the center and the reason for which we gather. We gather around our Lord and our Savior. We gather around his purpose, his mission, which is to save, seek, and save the lost. That will be our mission too. The heart of Jesus will be our heart. The mission of Jesus will be our mission. The assignment of Jesus will be our assignment. We pray that for the church. We pray that for the body of Christ. We pray that for the people of God across the world in the name of Jesus. We pray for the church in the United Kingdom, whether it's the Pentecostal church, evangelical church, mainstream church, low stream church, whatever kind of church, new churches, old churches, local assemblies, big assemblies. We pray in the name of Jesus that Jesus himself across all of the body of Christ, the body of Christ in Pakistan, the body of Christ in India, the body of Christ in the Philippines, the body of Christ across Africa, in the name of Jesus, that it will not be hero worship, it will not be the worship of man, the worship of a system, it will not be theology, it will not be doctrine, it will be Jesus taking preeminence in everything that we do. Help us, Lord, we cry out for that in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's pray for the nations. One of my favorite scripture when I think about the nations is in Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. It says, repent then and turn to God. Whatever you say, this is the crux of the matter. This is our primary assignment as the church is to tell the world, repent and turn to God. Nothing trumps that. That is our central message. That is the number one assignment to tell the world, repent and turn to God. It says, so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing, I love that, times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Times of refreshing. You know, the biggest uh, antidote uh, to the problem of our world is salvation and repentance. You know, nothing else matters. What shall it profit a man gains the whole world, loses soul? No matter how long you live, one day you die. And the Bible says at that time is judgment. For it's appointed unto man once to die. After that, judgment. You see, we've got to pray for our neighbors, our friends, family members, spouses, people in our community, even church people, people who come to church but haven't given their heart to the Lord yet. Can we pray and say, Lord, will you touch the hearts of people around me? You might know people uh, in your circle of influence right there in the privacy of your home. Mention their names and pray that uncle so-and-so will repent, auntie so-and-so will repent and turn from their sins and turn to you. Let's pray in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we just want to lift up as many as don't know you yet, those who are unsaved. We do remember our loved ones, people in our lives, people in our circle of influence. We remember spouses, family members, children, grandchildren, parents, uh, uncles, aunties, friends, schoolmates. Lord, people in our lives that don't know you yet, we want to lift them to you, Lord, that they will repent, that they will turn from their wicked ways. They will turn from ungodliness and they will turn to God. They will turn to you. 
Lord, will you touch the hearts of people in our lives, the hearts of people in our, on our streets, people in our neighborhood, people in our community, people in our nation, people across the United States, people across Mexico, across Cuba, across uh, Afghanistan, across Iran, across the world, across Africa. We pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ will not be in vain, that people will come to the point as the gospel is being preached on our streets, the gospel is being preached online in our local churches, People encounter the gospel in different ways. As they encounter the gospel, that they will respond in a positive way to the gospel. Lord, will you help? We pray that people will not just hear the gospel, but will respond positively to the gospel. Turn from their wicked ways and turn to you and receive salvation. Help them, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. Amen and amen. Two quick prayer points before we go um, this afternoon. I want us to pray for peace in the Sudan. You know, in East Africa, Sudan, there's an uprising, there's a civil war, and uh, it's you know, it's it's gory, it's 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 sad, it's it's um, it's painful that man to man we could do things like these to ourselves. But let's look at the scripture that gives us hope in Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government, don't forget, will be on his shoulders. He's still the governor of the nations. And then it says his name shall be called Wonderful Prince of Peace. He shall be called the Prince of Peace. Can you pray with me that Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace, will bring peace to the nations of the world in the name of Jesus. Father. We want to pray for peace in the Sudan. We pray, Lord, that the warring factors, Jesus, you will step in and, and curse that instead of war and violence, peace will prevail. You can speak a word, Lord Jesus. You can intervene in different ways. We pray that you will touch the United Nations, that it will not just be mere rhetorics and, you know, diplomats doing what diplomats do. They just talk a good talk, but that people will act upon it and do something to stop the war uh, in Sudan in the name of Jesus. Children losing parents, parents losing children, orphans uh, being made. Lord, in the name of Jesus, these are sad occurrences in Sudan. We pray for people who right now are in their homes, afraid for their lives, that, Lord, you will, you will bring protection. Lord, you will bring deliverance. Lord, you will make a way where there seems to be no way. We want to pray that good news will come sooner rather than later, and this uh, uh, a crisis will de-escalate in Sudan in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for aid agencies that they will be able to reach people on ground, people who need help in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, let the unnecessary bloodshed, let it end, let it come to an end in Sudan in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Finally, we're going to pray for healing. I want us to pray uh, for the, the father of one of our pastors who's asked that we can lift him up in prayer. Pastor Aaron Hornback is asked 
that we pray for him. His father is in a critical condition in the hospital. And I said, I'll bring it to the team and we're going to pray. So please lift up uh, the father of Pastor Aaron Hornback before the Lord, that God is, is due for either an open heart surgery or a keyhole surgery. Um, just, just pray for deliverance. You know, as God will have it, the man finds himself in one of the best hospitals that could take care of him in the United States. But listen, you know, some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. And if you're out there, you're unwell, you're in the hospital, or you have a sickness, can we all pray together? And as we release our faith together, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is going to touch you and bring healing. Look at this scripture, Jeremiah chapter 8 and verse 22. It says, is there no medicine in Gilead? Is there no physician there? He said, why is there no healing for the wounds of my people? But we know Jesus is the great physician. We know Jesus is the healer. And we know the power of God is able to heal, is able to save, is able to deliver. Can you agree with me on behalf of Pastor Aaron's dad and on behalf of everyone on the platform? Leave your prayer request and put your prayer request in the comment section. Other people are going to be praying. They're going to call your name. They're going to call the name of the people you've put there. And we will all pray for mighty deliverance in the name of Jesus. Yes, we do remember our own dear mom, Anne, who is in the hospital. We pray in the name of Jesus that she'll come out of that place sooner rather than later. We pray healing and health. We pray for deliverance. We pray for rescue. We pray that cancer will disappear. We pray that tuberculosis will disappear. We pray that every medical intervention will be successful. That surgery will be successful in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, Father, for uh, those who are standing on behalf of their friends, family members, husband or wife, that right now power, healing power will be made manifest in homes and in families and in bodies right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we want to thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord, because you always hear us when we pray. And we bless you because there is a physician here. His name is Jesus. He is the healer. He is the mighty one of Israel. He is the holy one. He is the strong one. We praise your name because testimonies are coming out of this prayer session today in Jesus' name. Somebody just got healed in your shoulder. I don't know what it is, but a shoulder pain that just left you right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. If you're watching this or listening later, you know, why don't you move your body around? Do something you couldn't do before and say, Jesus, thank you because you're my healer. I receive, I believe that I receive my healing right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for praying with us. We really do appreciate you. Thank you for taking your time out every day, Monday to Friday, UK time, 1 p.m., Saturday and Sunday, it's 6 p.m. We're going to be back tomorrow. It's a, uh, it's a Friday, it's a 1 p.m., and our own dear Joanne will be leading us in prayer. But before I go, don't forget to subscribe to our audio podcast. It's on iOS, it's on Android. You can check all of this out. Just type Daily Talks Media, and you can find loads of podcasts. Pray to your heart's content, and let us know what the Lord is doing in your life. 
God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Just cry.